Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaking motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, oh, Lord, what word was that? On today's episode, we are talking about one-night stands. Motherfuckers is getting freaky and shit. Nasty whores. And I have my friend Tyrell on the line. How are you doing, good sir? Hello, friend. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing good. You ready to talk about one night stands? Ooh, I'm, I'm guessing we about to spill some tea here. <laughs> <laughs> look, I look. If it's uh, if it's tea, call me fucking Lipton's because I got too many, <laughs> too many. Um, now, I, I, I let's. I'll, let's begin this conversation by having, because I know we kind of brushed over this in our intake meeting about how there's different definitions of one night stands. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your personal definition of a one night stand? So my definition of a one night stand would be somebody that I've engaged with um, on an intimate level, but I don't see them real. I don't really see them ever again. Because, and the reason why I have that as the last part is because sometimes, you know, one night stands can turn into relationships or, you know, turn into, you know, a FWB situation, you know, so you can have one night stands that turn into something. But if I'm thinking about just a sole one night stand, that means that at most I would have gotten is, you know, like maybe your name, if that depends on if liquor's involved. So, you know, it just, it really just depends. But typically what my notion of a one night stand is solely is just that, hey, you know, you've met somebody through whatever means that you have, you've had this, you know, kind of fire connection right off the bat. And, you know, you just, you do what you do and you both go about your, you know, you all go about your business. See, that's that I, I feel the same sentiment there. Uh, like if I'm if I'm going to hook up with you uh, and usually I don't really hook up with anybody without the intentions of, OK, these days, uh, <laughs> I, I, let me add that caveat there. I don't really hook up with anybody with the expectations that it's only going to be a one time thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It is we had this conversation that I'm looking for a regular. Now, if you're looking for just the hit and quit, just go ahead and say that, because yeah. look, if you want to be a body, you better you better show up ready to be counted as a body, mm-hmm. because I don't count sorry sex if if you don't if you're not in that number i'm sorry the saints don't march in like that over here uh you really do you really do have no, hope no. and pray to be in that number do well, <laughs> do well. <laughs> now um when i was you know out here hoeing hoeing uh, in my younger days in my younger days uh i was more willing to just be like okay there's no intentions of this being a regular thing it's your just to be pop be added on as a body mm-hmm. uh to my body count like if i'm going to visit a place with the intentions of being a hoe 
Mm. I'm not really trying to make that one person that I hook up with that first night to be my uh, my vacation bay. Now, has that happened before? It surely has. In North Carolina, I had a whole vacation bay. It was wonderful. I don't know mm. how that ended up. Well, I know how that ended up being the situation, but it was a fun situation and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Look, I'm taking a trip in a few months and I would love to have me a vacation bay. So holla at Look, who are you going? <laughs> oh, going to Hawaii. Oh, yes. You better get your vacation day there. Yes. 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 <laughs> Praying for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, outside of uh, a good vacation bay, uh, I'm supposed to be defining a one-night stand. That's what I'm supposed to do. Not talking about vacation bays. Vernon, stay on fucking topic today, Okay. Your, your audience is already mad. I'm joking. They, y'all not mad. I hope y'all ain't. But um, <laughs> uh, with the uh, one night stand, of course, um, we hook up and we go our separate ways with no intentions of really ever reconnecting. Now, if we ever do reconnect, I, I, hmm, I never thought about that. If you reconnect with the one night stand and it's like a hit it and quit it situation once again, is it still a one night stand or now you're in a fuck buddy kind of situation? Well, I don't think it's like, because obviously you don't necessarily know for sure like you're ever going to see this person again. So I think it's all about the intention. Like, so I think if you believe like, oh, my intention in this moment is just to like, you know, just hook up with this person and it's not going to be anything, then you know, you may not see that person again for another two, three years and you could just happen upon them or, you know, something like that. So I don't think, you know, so I think at that point, when you see each other again, you can still say, oh yeah, we had a one night stand. Now, if it, if you and that other person do it again, then obviously it's not necessarily a one night stand anymore because then obviously you've gotten together again. So I think, you know, it's just like, you know, thinking about one night stand versus, um, like I say, it's all about intention. So it's like versus, you know, somebody that, you know, you want to keep around you for a little bit, but, you know, it's kind of like you circle back around to them mm-hmm. every so many weeks or days or however. So I say, you know, definitely make sure that you understand your difference between your one night stands and you better take a page from uh, from Issa Rae and Insecure and get yourself a rotation going on. Mm, yes, I always have a rotation, y'all. Yes, yeah, build a so- roster. Build a mother. Exactly. So make sure you understand your whole is going on. Right. Now, if you need tips on how to build a roster, um, oh, you know what? That's actually gonna be one of the topics for November. So y'all motherfuckers better, you know, show up for that. And also you can purchase the essential guide on how to be a hoe. It's in the show notes. Just remind y'all motherfuckers is there. Um, but like I wonder when does a person um become a fuck buddy from a one night stand because like like what you were saying y'all are y'all get y'all a little hotation uh going on you you have the intentions of it being a one night stand two years later both of y'all motherfuckers still single you're just like oh i want to revisit that and now you revisit that and then this revisiting happens like every other week do you have the conversation that okay either we fuck buddies or we friends with benefits like what what are we going to do here or you just allow things to keep going on and just be messy that's my thing like i think like if all we're doing is meeting up for sex then obviously i think you know we can consider ourselves fuck buddies you know because we're not you know sharing you know activities or interests outside of sex So if that's all that we're doing, hey, then that's fine if that's what is mutually agreed upon or anything like that. Now, I think that if we are, you know, if we're, you know, going to movies or, you know, we're going skating or, you know, we're enjoying, you know, each other's company outside of, you know, hooking up, then, you know, you could classify that, you know, in a number of ways that could be like a, you know, friends with benefits or, you know, it could be, um, you know, what, whatever it is that, you know, you're defining it, you know, for yourself, if you're even defining it at all, you know, because that's, you know, uh, we live, you know, in a time right now where it's like, why do we need to actually define it? You know, if it's not, if it's not important right now to the people that's involved, why it's kind of like, why ruin a good thing? Like, I know that, you know, we, we need to be able to define things because we need to know how to classify people in our life. But if, that classification is going to get into the hindrance. It's like, oh, all of a sudden now I'm about to put a title on it. It kind of ruins, 
like some of the excitement of it. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, there's a part of it that like excites you about being a mystery, you know, to someone else. So it's like, no, I'm not necessarily introducing you, you know, to my best friends or to my family, where it's like, oh, I need to, you know, make sure that either, hey, I put a label on it or just call you by your name. We may not have even gotten to that point yet. Mm. That's real. But I wonder where where is it where where's the point where the mystery becomes messy? Because um that's 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 the thing that why that's why I feel as though it is kind of important to have that conversation to yeah. clarify where everybody is. But of course, if there's nobody in there that's feeling as though that they're lacking within the, the mystery of things, then of course, enjoy it. If your family gets all up in there, like, what the fuck are you? Mind your fucking business and leave it at that. Friends too. What the fuck are y'all doing? Like y'all been doing these things, going to the movies, fucking around. Are y'all like in a relationship? Mind your fucking business. We just doing our things. We're enjoying ourselves. Mm -hmm. But within the confounds of that relationship, if you start to, you know, develop those feelings for that person or you feel the need to define something, I, I just I'm just curious about when when would you consider it being messy or when it will be stepping into the uh, range of being a messy situation that you really do need to define? Yeah, I think that, you, you know, you're absolutely right. I think that a lot of times when we find ourselves into messy situations, it's because of the fact we don't know where it is that we stand in someone's life. So it's kind of like you know, that classic thing about, oh, you know, we talk, you know, we talk for this long, or, you know, we've made plans to meet up this, you know, however many times, you know, like, even for, um, you know, a show that, you know, we kind of both watch, you know, there was a point where somebody was like, oh, if I go out on a fourth date with somebody, like, that's kind of like, it means something like, you know, we're not just like dating to just date, like, this is like progressing, you know, into something. And for, you know, everybody that looks different for you, for everybody. So I think that the problem of when it starts to get messy is when you don't know where it is that you, that you stand in someone's life. If you are just, you know, a fuck buddy, if you are, you know, friends with benefits or, you know, we are, you know, um, two passing strangers or, you know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that is, you know, so I, I think that the part where it really starts to get messy is when, again, like you say, you don't have clear communication. Mm. And if you don't have clear, clear communication, no matter what the situation is, it's going to be messy. Yes, I, I'm with you there. Because I, so this is not necessarily with, you know, like being messy and things like that. Um, but just, just, you know, having that clarity, that's um, knowing where we are, what, like, I, I can see how uh, people, you know, definitely take offense whenever they do bring up that conversation to somebody about what are we and what they expected the relationship, the confounds of their situ- situation to be, is mm-hmm. it matching up with their definition of things mm-hmm. and how that causes conflict? Because uh, I, I will say probably for myself too, if I'm chatting, well, okay, I really can't say for myself because my compartmentalization is like on 100. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, sorry. Sorry. But like, if it wasn't there, uh, if I'm seeing somebody filling them and really want to define where exactly this uh, situationship is. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Really want 
to define where exactly this uh, situationship is. And I'm feeling like we're on some um, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, relationship, romantic relationship type shit. And you just tell me, oh, well, we're just fuck buddies. And I can see how a person can be hurt by that. Mm -hmm. But I also wonder if that same individual that's hurt willing to evaluate if their their defined definition of the relationship is worth you separating um, because you wanted something more or you wanted a different type of title. Uh, And I just wonder how other people see that. So for yourself, how how would you view that if the terminology wasn't matching up for you? Yeah, you know, like you say, for like you say, just like for yourself, I'm very good at compartmentalizing. So it's one of those things that I, I think that there are actions that are in place that you tend to recognize. Because like, just to really quickly mention, like I met somebody recently, not necessarily on a romantic level, but just, you know, getting to know someone. And anybody who knows me, they know that I can't stand consistent and follow up text messaging when we've just talked. You know, like I, I tend to find that to be clingy behavior. Mm-hmm. So I made mention of this after so long because I was saying that, okay, well, if I don't, you know, message this person back because we had just talked, you know, message that morning and he's like messaging me in the afternoon, I'm thinking like, okay, well, if I don't message this person at certain times, maybe they'll pick up the hint that doesn't happen. So the more that it keeps going on, I finally found myself having to address it. And I made mention in the message, I'm like, listen, I mean this from a very loving place, but it's like, if I just talk to you, I don't like having during the day, like very short, quick conversations, especially if we've just talked. And I said that that's on like any type of level, friendship, romantic, whatever, you know, so it just doesn't apply to uh, the nature of romantic and, you know, trying to get to know somebody on that level. But, you know, just expressing what my me- my preferred method of communication is mm-hmm. and telling this person that, you know, hey, I think that they're a great person, you know, enjoy chatting with them. But like in getting to know you, you also have to give me time to miss you as well. Like I want to catch up with you at the end of the week or, you know, like after so many days. So that way we actually have something to talk about. You know, because it's like when you texting me, hey, I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, what? Hey, what? Like, what is it? You know, so to go back to your question, I think it's just if I found myself in that situation, I would just have to recognize, okay, what am I, what are, what were my expectations in this situation versus what is the reality of it? Because usually there are warnings, there are actions that are being done that clearly would give me the answer that I need. And I either just are choosing to ignore them or I'm pretending like they don't exist. Mm. See, um, that, that is, this is drawing at the MFT um, that I'm learning now. Um, But what you said reminded me of like narratives and, Mm. you know, um, going back to one night stands, but like, having that fear of being someone else's one night stand Mm. and how you know certain people um they're told or like even um the narrative is if they don't reach out to you after a certain amount of time then Mm. they 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 don't like you or uh if they don't text first they don't like you and how that narrative does um play out in our day-to-day lives in the ways that we communicate with people we go out on a date hoping that this conversation was great and we now we're seeking that validation of okay are they going to text me are they going to call me are they going to do anything how long do I wait and I'm of the mindset just give people time if they want to reach out to you that's they will uh if not you can reach out to them in a few days whatever it is whatever works for you but there is still that narrative that is um built out there about what to expect 
after a date or how long it should be until you get that response or uh, have that reach out. And I just wonder how much of that fear is present within uh, the fear of not being a one night stand is present within our general, you know. Yeah, because there is no, you know, set rules about, oh, if somebody's interested in you, like they're going to follow up with you the very next day or, you know, they're going to, you know, text you back, you know, text you back in this amount of time or whatever. You know, you really have to look at people's actions and the way that people show up in your life. If you're having a problem with the fact that this person that you're getting to know is not, you know, communicating with you in a way or as much as you would like, you can bring that up to them and see how they respond to it. You know, and so that way you can get on the same page. And unfortunately, that's what has a lot of people not even get to a clear place of understanding because it's like a game. It's like, you know, playing phone tag almost, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like we can't even get to the point of having serious conversations around communication because either I'm waiting for you to call me or text me and you're on your other end wondering like, oh, okay, like if I text or call this person, like is that, you know, if I do it too soon, is that like being clingy, you know, uh, for them? Am I going to scare them off? And, you know, all these, you know, um, things are just going through your head. I feel like if it's, if it's on your mind to do it, just do it, Mm. just do it. And if the person has a problem with it, then they should be the ones to bring it up. So Mm. that's why I go on to say, it's like, you have to look at the actions that are being done because somebody who is going to prioritize you in their life is going to be making time for you. And no matter if that's like a short conversation or a text, sometimes texts are just are just that. Because that's the thing, like text messaging is not supposed to be for like hours long conversations. Texting was meant for short, you know, things like, oh, you know, we're both at work, but hey, we're thinking about each other. So we exchange, you know, a few texts before we get back to work. That's that's I love those kind of things like you texting me in the morning because you know, you're bored at work. It's like, that's not a good reason to be <laughs> communicating with me just because you're bored. Oh God, I hate, I hate like, when somebody tells me, oh, I'm bored. I am not your source of entertainment, motherfucker. No. I'm just not your source of entertainment. Find some out there. I don't believe in boredom. I believe boredom is a state of mind. Mm, yes. So, you know, so I tend, I'm just one, I don't tend to believe in boredom. Like I, I don't, I tell people, I've never been bored in my life really. Like, I can never think about a time where I've just really just been bored because I'm always thinking about something. And no matter if I'm just, you know, relaxing, chilling, watching TV, or I'm doing nothing at the moment, I'm never bored because mm. there's always something I could be doing. And I just either choose not to or don't want to. I'm with you. I, I, I can't say I never get bored. I rarely get bored. But the only times I do get bored is when I'm at, at work mm. and I'm trying to be productive when there's nothing to be productive at. Yeah. So for yeah. those little, I say 10 minutes that I'm bored as hell, that's when mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm about to pull up something to entertain myself, be it YouTube videos that are work appropriate. Cause I look, I have a whole thread of YouTube videos that's work appropriate that educates me. Like Crash Course on YouTube is my shit. I've yes. learned so much. <laughs> yes, come through Crash Course. Look, come through. Like that's one of my um, go-to things to keep myself entertained when nothing's going on at work, regardless of what job I've ever worked, doing homework, reading new news not news articles, but reading um, like articles of research that I'm focused on or that mm. is of my interest, a motherfucker over here cannot be bored all the time. No. If, I'm, if I'm going to be home doing nothing, oh, I'm going to have peace in mind because I'm going to mm-hmm. be chilling. I'm going to be meditating. Exactly. Meditating is not boring. <laughs> Look, just being with your thoughts or just being in silence or in your own space, like I'm just, I'm never bored. So it's like, I, I just, I don't really know how to respond to, I don't respond actually to texts that, you know, like I'm, oh, I'm okay. I'm bored. I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? Look, every time somebody send that to me, my, my main question is, what do you like to do for fun? And if they respond sex, oh, okay. Or if they, if they, if they have nothing, if that's the only thing that they have to say about what they do for fun, I'm just like, oh, that sounds so depressing. It does. It truly does. 
Like I, I'm over here like, man, I like to travel. I like video games. I like to read. I like to write. I like museums. I like art. I like to create. I like music. You know, I, I like stage plays. I, I have a full list. What do you want? Do you, do you want to learn how to sculpt with me? Cause that will be a lot of fun. Like, what's exactly. up? <laughs> like, you know, I could give you things to do. Like if you just truly bored, like, Fuck a lot of things. Like I, I painted. Um, so my my old roommate, she uh had this little end table, and she left it uh, uh when she moved out. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep this. Uh, it was easy to break down and everything. It's wooden. And uh, when I moved to my new place, I was like, I'm going to do something with it. I painted the entire thing, made a little artistic piece out of it. It's looking good in my living room. Love it. If you cannot do stuff like that with your time, I, I don't, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things that like we, you know, going back to the nature of just, you know, one night stands, it's like thinking about what your actual expectations are. And that's why one night stands are so interesting because I think we have different perceptions of them uh, between if we're the initiator of it or, or not. Mm. Because it. even if it's mutually agreed upon, there's always, I think, like, like one person that is not necessarily more aggressive, but is the one that kind of like puts it out there. Like, this is what this is going to be. So I think that the person who does that is the one that kind of like establishes the tone for whatever the one night stand is. Mm, I see that argument. I see so. that like um i know i almost oh, definitely if it's me who's initiating that because i i literally tell people straight up this is what i'm looking for if that's not you that's cool it is what it is yeah. now if someone else hits me up i'm just like okay all right what's up what uh, how are you doing like i i automatically go into conversation i don't go automatically into sex because my mind is not always in sex. Oh, surprisingly, <laughs> sex podcast, but your mind is not always in sex. Sex educator, not always in sex. So Want to be a sex therapist is sex coach, but not all in sex. Vernon, you're contradicting yourself, sir. No, you're not. Look, no, you're I'm, not. A, I'm a, whole, a, lot of a diverse person. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of other things they go into. A lot. Go into. <laughs> so it's like, I'm here to have the conversation. And then that person might go into sexual stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. What are you interested in? Or is this trying to, are you trying to establish a friends with benefit kind of thing? Are you trying to do a one night stand? Are you trying to be fuck buddies? What's the intent here? What, let me know. Cause I, I might be, I might be down for all of it. Like what's up. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I definitely agree. It is often up to that person who initiates that conversation related to the sex to control the tone so mm -hmm. yes yeah um so another thing um uh, to address when it does come to a, a one night stand uh, what are some of the safety concerns that you uh, you typically have when um uh, when engaging in one well i think that safety obviously definitely is number one but i think that for a one night stand it's best to meet at a mutually uh agreed upon location for it no matter if you just want to pay like for a hotel for a night. I know that sometimes, you know, that can become, you know, expensive or, you know, whatever. Um, but I just, you know, there's a, there's a thing about, you know, inviting people to your home or, you know, or you going to someone else's home that, you know, that you don't know for a first time for a hookup session that, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily know how this is going to go. And it's not to say that, you know, you can't eventually get to that place. But, um, but yeah, so definitely location is a safety concern, making sure that you're on the same page about whether or not there will be use of protection mm. or not, um, is a definitely a major, uh, conversation to be had if setting, setting that up, um, drugs as well, mm. any type of drugs. Um, and yeah, you know, um, there's a lot that, you know, it's kind of like needs to be established, you know, right from the, right from the get go. And I think that, um, again, you know, when I say you're not trying to see into somebody's soul or anything, you're really not interested about what they, you know, what they like as far as outside interests, just as long as, hey, we got protection, you know, we're meeting here, um, you know, this is what I like, this is what, you know, you like, we can get this going, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that those are some of the, uh, some of the biggest things. 
I'm with you. Um, definitely the conversation about pro uh, protection, location, and all of that. Because <clears throat> one, you you have to know exactly how you're getting home for uh, for one. Mm -hmm. Even if it is within your home, knowing how that other person's getting home. Um, um, but knowing that, hey, this is my boundaries. I, and it's like within those conversations, most definitely if it's somebody that you've met at the club or whatever, um, it's like mm -hmm. you you technically don't know that person well enough to know that they really will respect your boundaries. Right. Um, but you're going into this with the intent and uh, hope and the desire that they will. Uh, and hopefully 100% they will continue to respect your boundaries throughout their sexual engagement. Um, we, 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 we pray and hope for great safe sex. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and when I say safe sex, I'm not necessarily referring to with the condom or not a condom, but safe for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, having those conversations, um, making sure that everybody knows uh, if we'll be using a barrier method uh, for con like for protection, if you are going to be utilizing a, a, a plan B, uh, anything like that in response to, you know, any kind of ejaculates, if there are any during that sexual encounter. Um, but just having those mutually uh, agreed upon things prior to engaging in the sexual act, um, mm -hmm. knowing that, hey, oh, okay, do you need to sober up a little bit? If y'all been out drinking, uh, are you aware? Are you conscious? Are you uh, able to provide consent uh, within this uh, engagement? Mm -hmm. um, do you feel safe? And also having that conversation throughout the uh, sexual encounter. Uh, um, do you feel pressured in any way? Um, but, you know, just making sure that there is true comfort. Uh, I think that's one of the safety concerns that I have when it comes to uh, a one night stand. Mm -hmm. um, but as long as that comfort is truly established prior to us meeting up to uh, have sex, um, typically things are fine. So, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there's only so much that you can do to kind of like control mm -hmm. the situation. Um, because again, you know, a lot of things are happening, you know, in the moment. So it's kind of like, you know, if you got your bases, you know, covered, you know, I say, you know, have fun if it's what you're into, um, you know, stay, you know, definitely stay alert if you have you know, been drinking or, you know, have some type of intoxication, definitely, you know, vet, your, you know, vet yourself because we all know, like, we, we know that when, we, we know when we've had our limit. And if you don't know, you need to find out, mm. you know, so because it's kind of like at the end of the day, you are responsible for you and your actions. So it's like, not to say that that's a justification for anybody to try to take advantage of you or, you know, do anything to you, but, you do have to be careful about how it is that you operate. Mm. And, you know, if you are heavily intoxicated and, you know, you're stumbling all over the place or you, God forbid, you know, throwing up or, you know, anything like that, you know, I wouldn't think that that would be the best decision making on your part to be engaged in a sexual encounter mm. with anyone at that moment. And uh, I will say just for uh, an additional sense of safety, making sure that your location is always um, shared with somebody that you trust. Um, that way they always know where you are. That's always a good thing. And if most definitely if it's since we outside now, um, <laughs> since we are outside enjoying our lives again, uh, for the most part, um, just being open to having a crew that is truly there to protect you and you all protect each other so that if um that knows you that knows your limits knows uh when you're super drunk and when you need to go sit your ass down because you're not going anywhere with none of these motherfuckers sit mm -hmm. your little horny ass down we leaving have that kind of crew around you just to make sure that um hey um whoever that friend is let them know hey i'm about to go with this person because first off well, at least with me if you come to go to the club with me you're leaving with me i don't give a damn who how cute that motherfucker is he could pick you up where yeah. i drop you off none of that but you know if you are with your friends and they are comfortable with you leaving um they know who you're leaving with take pictures of these mofos and, <laughs> and if someone who doesn't drive like myself another safety tip is that if you are in a, a vehicle with someone and you know 
you know, you're with a, you know, someone else or a group of people or whatever, just always make sure that you have funds on you, even though you don't drive, you know, so even though if even if you're the person, you know, paying for the drinks or, you know, anything like that, just make sure you always have, you know, funds to get yourself home. Mm. Because you never know if something is going to pop off if you know something is going to happen to you know the person who's supposed to be driving it could be an altercation or and I me I have an aversion to violence so in real life so you know I see violence happening you're gonna see me in the other direction because that just that's not me so you know for all my people who you know they they are kind of you know like myself where you know they either don't drive or you know depending on certain social situations you kind of lean or depend a little bit more on someone else just make sure you always got yourself taken care of just in case yes yes oh one night stands y'all you gotta you gotta be careful throughout you have to uh have have those conversations with the people that you're about to have sex with there's a lot of important conversations uh, i would love for us as a society to get to a point where we can just communicate with people's like i would love for somebody to approach me and just ask me hey what are your communication styles what are your favorite com- what is your preferred communication method mm-hmm. and we just go from there because uh, mm-hmm. i'm tired of having those conversations of people thinking that i'm like either not interested in 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 them when I tell them I don't like to talk on the phone uh and I'm and now I have to explain myself why I don't like to talk on the phone (laughs) it's just like just accept if you want to be on if you're a phone talker that's fine I appreciate that we don't have to communicate on the phone well we don't have to you know be here in this situation Mm -hmm. uh honestly I prefer face-to-face over anything else um but it's like if our communication is not matching, our communication methods are not matching, we don't have to be in this situation. We don't have to uh, make a thing that will never be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing that a lot of people have to accept too, because uh, not everybody's into texting, not everybody's into phone calls, not everybody's into FaceTime, not everybody's into, um, not everybody can have a conversation face-to-face. Exactly. Uh, and that's it's it's it is it's real <laughs> yeah. and at least you know at least knowing offhand that gets you the answers that you need i'm like you stop ignoring the answers that's right in front of your face people mm, exactly exactly okay on that note let's go ahead and switch on over to that never have i ever seg- segment all right i'm gonna start with the would you rather all right so, Tyrell, would you rather have a lover who never stops talk, talking during sex or have uh, have one that never makes a sound? Ooh, ooh, that's a ooh, that's a good one. Um never never makes a sound. Uh, okay, well since I like since I like communication, I would go with uh, the lover who never stops talking um and only because of the fact like I feel like even though if they didn't make any sound or any noise I could see like you know expressions and you know things Mm -hmm. like that I could see that they're into it like not making any sound I think would make me feel more um apprehensive or more like insecure like during sex Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I would lean more towards the more talking than non-talking for my sake. You know, for me, <laughs> I would rather have someone that's silent um, <laughs> rather than a talker. I don't know why, because I, 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 I just feel like the talker is going to be narrating the sexual act the entire time. No way. Right. I'm just like... <laughs> I cannot imagine. Yeah, that's why it's hard because my thing is like, it also depends on what they're saying because it's like, like I don't need you like saying the same thing every three set, three to five seconds. Ooh, like, I, I can't handle, oh, yes, that feels so good, baby. Yes, I love that, baby. Oh, God, yes, yes. You're stroking that dick so good, baby. Oh, I want to get in that pussy. I want mm-hmm. to lick that ass. I want to suck your dick. I don't, look, I'm going through so many genders right here. Y'all, I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> Let me lick those titties. Like, oh my God, yes, you're doing the thing. Like, I, what What are we doing? Like, 
<laughs> that was a whole I feel uncomfortable y'all I'm sorry <laughs> no well actually you know what now that you mention that now that you mention that I think I'm gonna switch my answer no 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 what you mentioned though is so is what made me think about like the nature of of sex in general it's communication through the mm-hmm. body so it's like now that I think about it it's like no, like if I'm like, you know, because I'm much more of a sensual lover myself. So it's like, I want to be able to like kiss, you know, kiss over you. I want to see your expression and your reaction if I, you know, touch or, you know, hit a certain spot or, you know, if I'm just caressing or anything like that. And that's not something that needs to be done through words. You know, mm. it's all in the nature of how your body is physically reacting, tells me you know, tells me a lot. So yeah, I think, yeah, I'm gonna switch minds. <laughs> now for y'all who love a verbal person, y'all continue to do y'all. I just, exactly. I, I, I love it for There's y'all. I hope my, my poor gesturing of a verbal person did not harm your, um, your sense of your sexual expression. I, I apologize. No, look, um, I was, gonna, I was gonna say talk slow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't not like I've had sexual experiences where people are you know verbal and it's not that bad but after a while I'm just like you just said that already like I'm keeping the word track motherfucker you cannot keep repeating the same thing over and over and over I know it's good okay I know I know you're enjoying yourself I got the fucking I, I get it <laughs> but you know I'm weird let's try this one another would you rather would you rather watch your ex having sex or have your ex watching you having sex uh i would say i think i would be more apprehensive if somebody was looking at me so i think i would go for the first one i would rather watch my ex have sex okay and and because of the fact, like, I'm somebody that experiences compersion a lot, like, I love to see and hear about other people in, like, great, you know, sexual encounters mm. and things. So it's like that gets me a little riled. So, yes. yeah, I think I like watching. See, for me, I hate questions like this because the answer is still going to be both of them. <laughs> like, I'm okay with either or, motherfucker. Like, um... I don't think there was a um, bad split between myself and my ex. Well, we chat every now and again, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but we still in communication every now and again. But uh, it's nothing like sexual. But I think if I will still be comfortable with watching uh, him have sex with somebody else, and I wouldn't mind if he was watching me having sex with somebody else. Yeah. I'm like, we, we fucked already. Like, it's right, yeah. Do you want to join? Can I join? Right, exactly, I, right. What is this energy? What 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 are we going to do? <laughs> but I guess for those people who may have, you know, like a huge disdain for the ex, it, it's a, it's a big difference. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was yeah, I was going to say yeah. A lot of factors come into that question. Like, how do you and the ex feel about each other first and foremost? Right. You know. So yeah, I can. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can go into that one. Mm, I know if it was uh, actually no, even though I don't fuck with that individual like that. Um, this, this wasn't like an ex, but this was somebody I contemplated dating before. Uh, we hooked up all this other stuff. It's it's complicated, but even with that person, I still wouldn't mind watching them have sex or have them watching me have sex or make this into a threesome. Mm, true. Or those hypothetical people that the other person's uh, having sex with, we can just bring both these situations together and now we have a foursome. It's the orgy now. What's up? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get all the partners together. All the partners. Talk. What's up? What, what are we doing? <laughs> so, sex question. Sure. Have you ever had to kick someone out of your bed the morning after? No. And it's usually because I'm either over at someone else's or we're at a mutually, um, ex- you know, um, agreed place like a hotel. Mm-hmm. So I've never actually had anybody in my king size bed. Um, 
my bed is my personal space. So I haven't had that ex- that experience yet. Um, but no, but I do, I am one of those people that the morning after is always like the most awkward part for me because I'm like, okay, yeah, we've gotten together, we've hang, we chill, we've had fun. And it's like, I'll like be staring at the ceiling the very next morning, like, okay, am I supposed to like wake them up at a certain time? Like, you know, I'm just laying here. I really don't know what to do with my hands. Like I'm just staring at the ceiling. I'm thinking about things because it's kind of like for somebody like myself, who's not usually used to like staying out the night. It's like, I get this, um, this kind of like visceral feeling for me to like, not necessarily be home, but be in familial space. Mm. And so it's kind of like, if I've been out like majority of the afternoon or the evening until the next morning, it's like, okay, yeah, at a certain point, I'm going to want to get up because like, not necessarily that I have things to do, but it's like, I'm tired of being here, Mm. you know? So, um, so yeah, I've never had to kick, you know, somebody out. Um, but I have had those moments where it's like somebody that I'm with, they want to kind of sleep in a little bit more than I do. And usually I'm all for that, but I'm like, uh, no, like I, I want to go. Mm. <laughs> like, I would like, <clears throat> I have not had to kick anybody out of my bed. Cause one, um, I have to have expectations that this is going to be something that I want to see on a regular basis before I even allow you to sleep in my bed. Also, I need to step my uh, my bed game up since motherfuckers are just dropping king size beds and mother and shit. I, I'm okay with my queen. Okay, I'm okay with my fucking queen at this moment. I'm okay, but I know I need to I need to do better, y'all. Subscribe to the Patreon so I can do better with my bedding. <laughs> <laughs> look but um but for real i have not had to kick anybody out of the bed at least not my bed um now in terms of other people's beds i did kick myself out of somebody else's bed because i was like look um you cuddling and whatnot um i'm trying to go i drove here to um it's been real. Let me go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you really got that urge to like, look, I'm not trying to leave like just like the role runner, but it's like, look, I need to go. <laughs> like, you know why we can, we hooked up, we had a great conversation, and now I need to go home so I could be in my space a little bit, breathe my regular air, you know, um, take another bath, and you know, just. Mm-hmm refresh and re-energize myself so i need to just exit here is nothing towards you nothing against you we can we can chill later today we can go get brunch or some shit but i just need to recap and go back home for a little bit so i can get my energies again that's all and honestly something that i will do is like if i'm with the person like the evening or the afternoon before I will purposely ask them like, oh, do you have anything to do tomorrow? You know, like tomorrow morning or, you know, anything. Because their answer gives me information that I need as to say like, oh, they don't have nothing to do. Oh, they can sleep in late, you know, or, you know, if I know that they have errands to run or, you know, things like that, I can, you know, set my mind in, oh, you know, oh, so they're going to be getting up around, you know, like this sort of time. So I can, you know, I can deal with that, Mm -hmm. you know, or otherwise I'll make an excuse. Like I have things to do. look like if you're planning on sleeping in my bed you have to go ahead and set that expectation that that's what you're um, you're planning on doing because in the way my mind is work or works out i've already planned that i'm going to be sleeping alone and i can't wait for that (laughs) so if i if you know that you are invited over to my spot and you want to be there and you want to stay the night you probably should have said hey I kind of want to chill with you all night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will that be okay? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I do. Like usually because, and the reason why I do it is because especially like if I'm meeting somebody in like the afternoon or the evening, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to want to go over there. And then at the end of the night have to, you know, come all the way, come all the way back. So a lot of times I like spending the night over at, you know, other people's place. 
And so, but I'm also the type of person that I'm like, I'm very considerate of other people's time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, like what time, you know, you have things to do tomorrow. Do you need me up at a certain time? Because I'm not trying to impede on anybody's space as well. Yes. Same, same. Now, I have to admit, if it's like two or something in the morning and I did drive over to somebody's house and I did not ask to stay over, I'm not staying. I'm really not because I actually prefer to drive at night <laughs> when there's nobody else. I I would not mind if someone's like, okay, we did what we needed to do. You can go ahead and leave. I'd be like, thank you for the blessing. Now I get to enjoy this ride back home in peace and pray that no crazy motherfuckers on the, work, on the road. Mm. But uh, now I have slept in uh, other people's beds before, like I already said, but you know, it depends. It depends. Like uh, once it was kind of an accident. We kind of just fell asleep mm. watching Netflix after like four hours of conversation when the mm-hmm. intentions of meeting up was to have sex wow. and it just developed to drinking wine. Kind of, I wasn't really smoking. They were smoking, uh, having great conversation, talking about histories. I don't know what the hell it was, but that entire night was a fucking vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, we can do it again whenever. We still in communication though. Netflix and chill 2.0. Look, Netflix and chill 2.0. Get on that level, y'all. It's 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 great. Having good vibes. It's it's nothing beats it. Um on that note. Tyrell, do you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience? Tips, tricks, sexy things, whatever? Ooh, just, you know, summation of, you know, certain things, you know, we've been talking about just, you know, people, you know, as we've been talking about one night stands and communication, just make sure that whatever situation or dynamic that you are thinking about or getting into that you have very clear expectations and that you communicate those and be on the lookout for people's responses and people's actions. People tell you everything that you need to know without them actually really even needing to say anything. Mm. So just be on the lookout for that. That's, that's a word. That's a, that's a word. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, Tyrell. I appreciate you so very fucking much. Always. Um, for the listeners, y'all better know by now, November is coming up. Y'all better be ready for it. It's going to be great conversations. It's going to be some uh, new topics that y'all are not familiar with. Y'all just gonna be like, where the fuck did Vernon pull this out of? Out of my fucking ass, y'all. It was beautiful and fabulous. You love it. Smell it. It's beautiful. It's great. It's lavender. <laughs> oh my God. What the hell was that? That's nasty. Um <laughs> So y'all be on the lookout for that. November is on its motherfucking way. It's going to be greatness. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a reunion, y'all. It's going to be a whole reunion. Season one's almost over, and we're in the works for season two. Y'all, shit's getting real. But thank you all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.